Hello and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this week's new episode of X Vlog Live. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I have the honor, the pleasure, if you will, to sit oh. down with one half of Living Split Screen, your best place on Saturday morning to check out the greatest and latest from not only Pong Soul, but my honored guest, Steel Rain. How the heck are you, sir? What's going on, brother Boom? Hey, man, it's uh, Mr. Lavrona cut himself in here from the RTS perspective, as I like to say, uh, pulling myself out of the world, uh, pulling in those resources to build up our foundation so we could potentially reach those three billion gamers. Boom. Um, and Phil touched on that again in this most recent interview that I see that you want to highlight today. So mm -hmm. I think we're going to have a lot of passionate conversation. I appreciate you asking me to be on. And again, I know you get to kind of give me the key, but uh, sometimes, you know, life pulls you different ways. So yeah, getting that invite is always, always great to see. I appreciate you. Boom. Well, it's great to have you here. We certainly appreciate your time. Folks, you're going to get some uh, Halo Infinite multiplayer Season 5, Reckoning as it's known. Uh, this is actually uh, the first two-hour footage that I got. Uh, so I'm low-ranked, and I'm, I'm, there's a, I might be a little rusty. See, unlike other people who will move out when they suck, I leave it in there for perspective. So there are matches where I went Same. 5 and 12, and there were matches where you'll see I went 18 and 4, because the old man still has the skills. Uh, folks, we have a great show. The next 70 minutes, you know, grab your sandwich, grab your breakfast if you're on the other side of the world, or your dinner if you are on the other side of the pond, potentially. Um, and let's get ready. Let, let, we're going to have an amazing uh, talk. We're going to talk uh, specifically about one of the big highlights of the week, and that is the Phil Spencer interview that comes away with the Xbox podcast via on Xbox. Uh, he had a lot of things to say. We covered really, really good topics last night with Risk It for the Biscuit, who was our special guest on Primetime Gaming. If you missed that, it's up on not only YouTube, but it's available on all of your favorite podcast services around the globe. Just get to it, download it, check it out. It was a great two-hour conversation. We're going to get into uh, what I think uh, is, for me, the 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 biggest of highlights with Phil Spencer and his interview. And that's the fact that he is looking to not only meet the teams, but he's going to go them, go to these teams with mm -hmm. a list of older IPs that he's going to put out there that if anybody wants to work on, he talks about passion and he specifically says that he does not want to force people or teams to make a game that they're not emotionally invested in. And I think that is phenomenal because we could potentially see a triple A return of something like prototype, for instance, or like a lot of people in the chat are already talking true crime. People want yep. to come back in a big way and a triple A budgeted true, true crime would be pretty dope to be honest with you. But we also folks are going to have some halo talk. So for the last 10 or 15 minutes, we could have went live steel and I, because <laughs> we were really just, throwing you know darts at the wall with a lot of big halo ideas uh and look folks i look, i don't get a dime from microsoft I, and i don't do this to get paid right i do this because i love gaming specifically i love xbox gaming and one thing i love about xbox gaming is halo uh i have 16 plus days in halo infinite um and i'm not slowing down because i just hit this morning level 36 in the battle pass it only has 50 levels so i'm nearly done with the battle pass and i'm gonna still play because 
they have the announcement of the eight Halo 3 maps that have been remade, and that is dope. Halo 3, one of my favorites up until Infinite, who has now taken first place. And But we're going to open up with some Halo talk here before we get into Phil Spencer, folks. Uh, hopefully, this you know that you have found your way back to Halo. I can tell you that uh, they have really uh, three four three has really found their footing since the return of season three moving forward. Season five is brilliantly done. Mm-hmm. There is so much stuff that they added. The gameplay is so fast, and the gunplay is just so perfect. I ha- I don't even know what to say other than you definitely need to give it a shot. Uh, I put my four favorite uh, armor cores out there. Got a lot of really good traction. A lot of people really were digging the samurai one, which I think looks crazy good. Um, but Steel, um, yeah. we we were talking, and both of us have these thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, obviously, Halo. When you think of Halo, it everyone immediately equates that to the Master Chief, and why wouldn't it? That's where we started yeah. on the OG Xbox. But there's something to be said about the stories outside of the Master Chief that have yet to be told in video game fashion. And, mm-hmm. if, and if there's one thing that I took away from the Coalition's uh, Hive Busters is that stories that are 10 or 15 hours in length for a single-player you know, uh, campaign – should and can be told not only in gears but of course in halo Mm -hmm. you and i were both thinking about you know what about a story of Locke and team osiris what about a side story with these characters and it's something that needs to be done now one of the things that we we, you know we both came to the uh, ideology is that multiplayer is more than likely going to be held separately from the single player campaign which they are uh, thanks to special nick of the xbox era currently working on uh now that's that's going to be on an unreal engine 5 we don't know if they're going to change any engines i don't think so because i, I think slip space uh, slip space works perfectly fine as you can see on the screen it's gorgeous uh there's no reason to change it at this point i will say though steel i'm interested to get your take on what they what they should do uh, especially when you consider and you said it you said it specifically now that they have these activate uh, activision studios that have for years backed up call of duty they mm-hmm. could be brought into the fold to help tell a single player story driven call of uh like they did with call of duty but halo and l- let's open up let's open it up to other characters let's get your hot take on this yeah so it's like as far as halo is considered man halo has so many different directions that it can go and it's always had that right and i think the biggest downfall to halo is the lack of expanding the ip um into the many different directions there's been books for halo for quite some time that haven't been adapted uh and it's kind of crazy to think that something that already has a story base to it already has play uh plenty of dialogue in there and something that i think would be well adapted especially with it being sci-fi in the way that halo caught traction um you kind of would have expected xbox to maybe take advantage of that earlier but again like we talked about in the background um behind the scenes 
I do think that it was more so because of the lack of development teams to be able to expand the IP out there, right? Sure, you might have had all these ideas, and I, I wouldn't like to think that we've been the only one to think about all these different aspects of where they can take it. So now that they do have Activision, um, and now that they, I mean, just Xbox in totality is 10 times bigger than what it was uh originally again 44 studios, studios, studios in total 44 exactly. studios dude 34 named studios 10 or 10 plus that are support studios within infinity ward and trey arc it's mm -hmm. it's madness bro and that's without you even getting certain affinity which we know certain affinity has always oh been God, right, tied yes. into halo um so they have that experience and they're working on something halo eccentric too that's rumored to be in the unreal engine which i think is why a lot of those rumors about unreal um slip space moving into unreal have been coming up more so um is from those initial rumors with certain affinity and now that we're hearing in the background again you mentioned it from special nick um uh, that the story more so focused things are also maybe an unreal i think there's a lot of credence there that's kind of saying hey well because of what the multiplayer has now become Halo has evolved, right? It's not what, what it used to be. There's competition out there. But the one benefit that you do have is the only is the one other game that gave Halo true competition back in the days was Call of Duty. Now you have that in-house. So you have your competition now working with you, developing your game, helping on the live service elements. Um, you got Pierre Hines back at the top. Um, I mean, I'm I could be saying his name wrong, um, but it's seemingly the multiplayer is now moving in the right direction and you see the content dropping in the cosmetics are looking good. They dropped in um, full helmet customization through all uh, the different uh, outfits that you're going to lock now. Uh, through the different armors you're gonna lock now, which I still don't like the armor system, but it's a whole different thing. It needs to be it needs to be versatile and they're working towards that right so. Halo can continue to be its own livable thing, and if Slip Space is going to be the uh, the environment that you can play in Halo, kind of like it's uh, kind of like Legos, essentially, right? It's the Lego version of Halo, and I don't, I don't mean that in a negative way, or the Roblox version of Halo, or the Minecraft version of Halo. Now, where you get your single player experiences over here, um, and then you want to play yep. multiplayer forges here, all the custom modes are here, everything that you want, the the hardcore experiences here. This is where you come. This is, Halo is never going to change. This is how it's going to feel. And you don't have to necessarily always worry about, because uh, that's another big concern that people had. Oh, if they move Halo into Unreal, is it even going to feel the same? Is it like we, we want the game to still be what it used to be? And it has to evolve, evolve, right? You look at Doom, right? and see what those possibilities are. And you look at the Indeed. Unreal Engine and you can yep. tie, a lot, tie a lot of those strings together, um, especially when you go back to Unreal Tournament. You know that that's possible to get more graphy, to get more in your face. And I do think that if you're going to continue to tell those Halo stories, whether it's on the Covenant side of things, or the Spartan side of things, the human element, whichever side, you have to intrinsically enhance that experience for people that's really going to be attractive kind of be that countermeasure to what sony has done with like um the god of wars ghost of shimas uh and horizon halo would then become 
once again, because we, we've talked about that, how it's kind of moved out of the, I would say the top of the top of the pillar, the most important IP to them. I think at that point it would return I, right now. Halo's in a special place for me, at least because someone as me, who is a fan who's been playing Halo since OG since 2001, Mm-hmm. I grew up in the land days and, and have all those fond memories. I'm willing to give a game that has literally, literally given me everything. Um, essentially day one uh, until we get to about halo four through now. I'm, I, I'm willing to give them some time to get it together. The same way I'm willing to let the coalition do whatever they need to do with gear six. Right. Yep. These teams have, have earned that those marks that time and to be allowed to expand those ips out so that's that's what that's what's kind of my feelings about halo right now season five i think is a again five seasons in i heard it's things started changing uh in the right direction during three yeah but five seasons in it's it's again you're talking about a year almost a year and a half later um not longer from release taking this long to get in there two years after release honestly because uh some of the seasons were pushed out it's it's walking into its form, and that's what's special about Halo. It's always going to be able to fit in the heart, fit in those spaces, and have those ups and downs, and hopefully it, it continues that track of going up. So, Look, I, I'll say this. Uh, first of all, shout-out to Spider-Man356 uh, in the chat. He's always here, so thank you so much for the support, brother. He says a lock is dead, right? Is he, though? There's no confirmation I mean, on that. There's, there, we have zero confirmation. Yes, the dude, uh, the lieutenant is wearing Locke's helmet as a trophy. Does that lot could have got away? Does, does, does that in, is that indicative of him being dead? You certainly could paint that picture, but until I see a body, well, right. like 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 you know, yeah, at least address it, right? We, we 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 have to see whether or not he is in fact dead. I will say this though, um, if there's one thing that oh, and real quick, uh, Spider Man, uh, uh, I know you said that uh, it's not on on you uh, using Unreal Engine five. That is incorrect. Uh, I have a, a story that I literally just pulled. Uh, mm-hmm. It is from Fandom Wire, uh, and they have confirmed that 343 Industries has reportedly not only begun work on the new Halo, which that has been confirmed by Special Nick of the Xbox era, uh, and that they are the next Halo game will in fact use the Unreal Engine 5. That has been uh, not a rumor. That is, that, is, that is a fact. That's what they're doing with it. Um, and that's for, perfectly fine. Um, slip space can stay multiplayer. They've gotten it to a, a form and fashion that is brilliant. Halo, Halo Infinite multiplayer is brilliance on the screen. Now, I know there's some people in here that say, oh, you know, as, as a Destiny pay, player, you, they find the Destiny to be better. You know, I uh, like potatoes. Different, you like I'm a potatoes. Destiny player, too. I'm a Destiny player, too, Boom. No. So it's like I can see I can see some of that, and I've spent just as much time in Destiny that I've, I've spent in Halo, honestly. Me too. Um, so it's like... For me, they're still very different games. And honestly, if you really want to dive deeper in that comparison, Destiny just feels like a more fantasy version of Halo. I mean, I mean at the end of the day, the enemies, especially on the more story element side of things, the enemies that fight damn near the same. Um, the approach to combat is darn near the same outside mm-hmm. of you don't have to constantly pick up different weapons and cycle. You have a set weapon that you use where Halo, it's, it's back in it's it's tied back into those old school days. Hey, run through the air, you're running out of ammo, pick up a different gun, use this here, yep. pick up a rocket launcher. Oh, now here's a hammer. You know, it wants you to be versatile in this gameplay because Spartans are versatile overall. And I feel like they did that, they've always done that really well. And 
I saw somebody mention that they felt like 343 was too focused on multiplayer. I don't know if you maybe you missed the picture, maybe you've been out of the loop for some time. Halo's always been about the multiplayer. I mean, yeah, yes, okay, the story since, is important since but two. It's multiplayer been, it, it, yeah. is what has carried the IP. And yes, strong story has helped it for sure. But that's not where a lot of the stories come from as far as when you get get with your group of friends and you talk about those old land days or you talk about your experiences online and um, all the sweaty times that you might have had. So, yeah, <laughs> at least for me. At least for me. Listen, I kind of want to just talk about this because one of the things I find incredibly intriguing about abk isn't call of duty for me personally what mm -hmm. what it I, I i'm looking at a much broader picture and it's the studios now many of the studios even places like toys for bob who is notorious for bringing us spyro uh, uh you know and crash bandicoot and things of that nature and of course i want them to do a banjo or at least even do a kart racer you know take the the bones of like uh crash team racing and just throw a bunch of uh, Microsoft-owned characters in there. I think that's what they need. They need, to, they need to address the fact that Xbox does not have enough family representation. They need platformers. Oh, yeah. They need, they need uh, games that are more family-driven. A kart racer would be dope. Uh, and I think it's it's an underutilized um, uh, uh, you know, genre, especially... Whoa especially on mm -hmm. xbox yeah, the, the only thing i was going to say about kart races and i, I don't, I don't want to say that like oh we shouldn't have them but i just feel like there's there has to be something off about them because we've gotten disney speedstorm that's free to play you have the crash uh crash bandicoot nitro racing i believe the new one that came out um and i don't know if they've necessarily and there's some other ones out there too i don't know if they've necessarily been able to hold a candle in comparison to like mario kart for an example um that's because and i, I don't think that they're they're designed that. in a vacuum though you know what i'm saying like so. nintendo puts such care into mario kart it's you know what what you know you're on to something steel it's may, maybe that is the reason why mario kart oh. 8 deluxe exists and instead of coming out with a sequel they released 40 old school maps yeah, redone exactly. in mm -hmm. the in in the in the the fashion and form of what you know of, of the new what mario, mario kart, yeah. uh yeah where 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 with the current mario kart right. uh it's it, it's i don't know you make a great point yeah man i so so it's just like I, I don't know how they would end up implementing that i do agree with you though they definitely need some more family oriented things and i do think they have that though these these days is really hard to determine what's going to work and what's not going to what's not because spyro and crash aren't the same today as they were for us back in the day right right they spyro and crash came out in a generation where 3d gaming was becoming really prevalent and seeing them on screen was like man look what is possible now i'm i can run around with a dragon and breathe fire and headbutt and fly a little bit and crash I was like oh i could spin he we went from looking blocky to now you know playstation 2 gen now and even today where it's just like they've elevated and con constantly uh improved on it and i don't know if it's gotten the recognition that it deserves or how you consistently make it more appealing outside of playing those old sony tactics of hey sony 
now we own Crash now and being outside of the Sony corporations yelling at them with a with a megaphone. I think that would be the best way to come back with it. <laughs> it's it, it come back it. with a commercial and say, look who owns who now or something like that. I think that would be really cool. That would be that pretty dope. Well, I don't know if you saw my, my newest picture uh, on, tw on, on Twitter. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. Crash Bandicoot wearing an Xbox gold chain like King does, which I thought was yeah. pretty dope, to be honest with you. Uh, I created that. That actually took a little while because I had to piece the chain together, uh, surprisingly enough. But um, look, getting back to Halo... As much as I think it's important to continue to tell chief story, because mm -hmm. there's we only know a few stories. There's only been a, a handful of games. Yes, he has a 20 plus year history, but you know, Halo 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, you know, you had ODST, which is a side story. The potential folks to tell other stories in Halo that do not involve Master Chief will work. And a perfect example of that is seeing how Hive Busters was received by people who were fans of Gears. Had mm -hmm. literally nothing to do with any of the characters. Yes, there was a family oh. member in yes. there, <laughs> right? There was the the, the daughter of uh, of Colt uh, of Coltrane, Coltrane yeah. but that's 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 the extent of it. She's a scientist. She's doing her own thing, right? Yes, there's a connection, sure. But it was such a different game with three different characters that you grew to really care about what happens. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to throw out a scenario. You you folks might have heard this before, and I kind of want to then go turn it over to uh, turn the mic over to Steele and see if he has a, a story he'd love to see uh, told. See, for me, this is my idea. And I'm saying this. I'm putting it out to the ether, not because I want to be hired. I'm way too old for that. And I don't, I'm retired. I want to stay retired. So I'm going to just keep doing podcasting. Um, but I know people from Xbox listen, so here's my pitch, okay? This could be an 8 to 10 hour game, right? Just imagine this. What, one of the stories that I think most of us are wanting to be told, more so than what was in Halo 2, is the Flood. Now, the Flood are terrifying. They're, 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 it's, it's Halo's version of zombies, right? Um, we know that they were, they were lab-created on Zeta Halo. That's that's in the books, folks. Right? I'm not making that stuff up. And wouldn't it be pretty dope if a story about a lone scientist that somehow survived the outbreak of the flood in the labs? He's not. He's a, he's a scientist. He's he's not. He's not um, a, a warrior. He is. A, he is a scientist picks up a gun, picks up a pulse rifle from a dead Marine, grabs his sidearm, and he has called in the U.S., uh, the, the, the Marines to come do a, 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 you know, a, a, a personnel pickup, an emergency pickup. He's got to get the F out of Dodge. And you have to make it to the end of the, whatever the, the wherever, wherever it is. You have to get there. And there's a survival horror aspect to it. It's dark. It's gritty. You don't have a lot of bullets. You know, you, 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 you're not, you're not, a, you're not a, a Spartan. You're a scientist, right? You put on one of the Marines' gears just to have some sort of protection, and you tell that story. Eight to ten hours, you're go it's a single-player campaign. No multiplayer, folks. That's it. Single-player. You pick it up, eight to ten hours. 12 hours the max you put that mm -hmm. out 
that could be made. These types of uh, these these types of stories, steel. You and I believe could be done on a yearly basis, the same way Call of Duty was done. They could have logistically a dedicated single player three four three industry studio do create this 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 single player uh, uh, campaign, and then of course have help from these other studios that have for years helped with Call of Duty. This could work. And what this would do is give people their uh, fix for the the Halo single player that we all know and love and want. And mm-hmm. at the same time, allow for the big budgeted AAA Master Chief story to be told, as well as this, uh, this multiplayer being uh, updated on a monthly basis i i just think there's literally it it's, it should be printing money to be honest with you i don't know what do you think steel yeah i mean you definitely come with a good story there i, I like your idea on that for, for sure going back to zeta halo that's something that i've always been interested to see and i thought that they were going to touch on some of those things especially after seeing how they did halo reach um, and that was another magnificent game, um, in my my opinion, during during that time, and how they kind of went back before Chief and introduced you to know uh, the Noble Six and the team, and really created those heartfelt moments with characters that you had never met before, and you weren't even Chief in that moment, so it gave you a different perspective on um, the situation that was going on. Uh, a story for me that I would like to see, and it's going to be the uh, for me, it's the most obvious because it's the one that I saw. Um, and it's because I am familiar with the books. So and it's going to be a, a form of a sequel to ODST leading into many other games, um, mainly because the ODST that you play in that game is, is Buck. And Buck is someone who ends up going through the Spartan program and becomes part of Team Osiris right next to Locke and the crew. So and the thing about Team Osiris in the whole uh, special ops organization known as Oni, they have a whole dark side mission structure that is more akin like your spec ops of, you know, of our own government where they go on these deep, dark missions. Maybe they don't have all the information, but in this aspect, you can kind of imagine it because there's a lot more on the line. You're dealing with, you're dealing with multiple Spartans in this crew. So, it, I mean, you always have a team around you. Locks leading everything. Buck was an extremely, um, instrumental part to that his relationships with oni and his ties in um and his other relationships that kind of branched out from there and the other things that he became a part of but even before he became part of team osiris that's the other thing that i I don't want to just skip over because buck has such a rich history just himself and can be i'm not saying that he necessarily has to be master chief or john 117 but he definitely can be a support character to introduce other elements of halo that we already have in existence and just introducing that if you do it did odst2 um and at the end of the game you kind of you kind of get introduced to the spartan program maybe you do some things and then boom at the end of it uh you see that they start doing the procedures to um make you a spartan and then boom the next announcement that we get after that a year later um is a Team Osiris or uh, the Adventures of Buck, for lack of a better name uh, name of it or whatever. I, I think that would be the best way um, and best route and actually the one of the more attractive um, routes to go. And I also think 
that if they did that, that maybe that that's how you start playing with that, the third person perspective of Halo, right? Um, well, yeah, for ODST, that the first one was was first person. It was more akin to traditional Halo, but we really want this to stand out, be different, and be its own thing. Go on your own adventures, make something a little bit more um, gritty than even Halo was, because um, it has that high potential to be that, and it kind of and then take those adventures from there. So that'll be my my main like that'll be my main direction that I would want Halo to go. Um, just because it just gives you so much backstory and then up to Team Osiris, you get introduced back to uh, Master Chief again in that moment with um, with him and Locke. And then you can kind of reenact things from their perspective and continue, again, a whole different branch story path. And now that we know that they're also trying to figure out whatever the storyboard is for the rest of the game, I don't know if they're going to continue with, with what Halo Infinite did. I liked what it presented. Um, is it the greatest thing in the world? No. Is, is, that, is it as strong as one through three? No. But I'm also somebody that did like four and five, right? I didn't think that were, they were bad directions. I love those games. Um, so I don't know. Um, I think as they, all the signs tell me right now that three, four, three is seemingly getting their heads on straight. They're moving in the right direction. Everybody at the top of the food chain, knows what they're has an idea i'm not gonna say knows they have an idea of the exact direction that they want halo to go and um i'm confident in, I'm, I'm i'm feeling more confident in their direction so as we get these updates yeah I, look again i i may, maybe the the halo subject is is a sore one for for some people and that's fine uh but halo is xbox xbox is halo and it's going to be in important for the brand and it's going to be important for us the fans who continue to play halo and find it incredibly important an important aspect of the brand to have a triple a experience be delivered again just just imagine this right now in my personal opinion mm -hmm. xbox is hitting on all cylinders in a way they haven't done since the Xbox 360. They are winning. Now, granted, that maybe not that maybe they're not winning in console sales. I mean, that's not what it's about, right? But but that's ultimately not what gaming is about these days. And if you can add everything that we know is coming to first party south of midnight. Clockwork Revolution, uh, the, the next Forza Horizon, uh, the N Gears Six, mm -hmm. send you a Hellblade Two. I mean, there is literally so much on the way. It almost seems unbelievable that we cannot experience a triple A combat evolved level experience yeah. for Master Chief. And the lore of Halo. I, I think there are so many stories that need to be told that don't involve Chief. I think that they can be these 8 to 10 hour, 15 hour experiences that are just focused on single player. That's it. It's a single player game. That's it. Now, if you want to involve, you want to bring Firefight, leave that to the multiplayer, which of course Firefight is coming back. I cannot mm -hmm. wait for that. I think there is definitely a world, and I and again I don't know because I'm I'm just a podcaster. What the hell do I know? But I can tell you that 
in my personal opinion, it makes more dollars and cents to keep Halo multiplayer attached, but not really to the franchise. Let right. let the multiplayer live. live on its own. It's already a free-to-play game. You can't take that back. Leave it where it is. Keep doing the updates. Keep coming out with the armor cores. Mm-hmm. Now, did, did anyone spend any money? Well, guess what? I did, which I do every season. I buy the $44 package. It gives me all the, all, all the coins. I do it for every season. I'm not a whale because that's the only thing I buy, but I, I, there were some things I, I wanted the battle pass, which I paid for. And and you know what's even you know what's even crazier? I didn't even spend any real world money. I cashed in points, my Bing oh, points, which I do every day. So there you go. So I got it technically for free. Um, but there is there is a world, folks, that we need a strong story driven single player experience to come back. Whether that's Master Chief or side stories, I don't care what you do. But there is literally no rhyme or reason why we can't get a new eight to ten hour campaign one to two every one to two years. I'm sorry, there's just it's there. There is no world that I want to live in that does not tell me a Halo single player story. Kaysante, I know you're listening, and he wants to get back into multiplayer, but he's still soured that Halo Infinite ended, and we're not getting any DLC. We're not getting anything, which is crazy to me. But hopefully someone from Microsoft takes this idea. Don't give me any credit. I don't give a shit. I don't care about credit. I just want to play the game. Give me a survival horror. Let let the team, and this is what's great about Phil Spencer. We're going to get to him in a second, what he had to say regarding older franchises for Activision, which is what we're going to segue into. Mm-hmm. But let Phil, go to 343 and say, who wants to tell this type of more circumvented, smaller circled story and let Mm -hmm. them go freaking crazy? Why not? So, you know, I don't know. Again, I I could talk about Halo all day long. Maybe it's not your bag. It's my bag. Uh, And hopefully you didn't unsub because we're talking about Halo because I get that a lot. Boom, I unsubbed your channel because you were talking about Halo. Well, you're lost, Charlie Brown. What can I tell you? Go listen to some hate content because you're not going to get that here. Uh, but with that said, let me catch up on the Super Chats, and then we will get into what Phil Spencer had to say. And you know something? He said something that, oh, I did not catch. And I know people are talking about it. Uh, we're going to – man, there's so much to talk about. My God, so much good Halo news. I mean, uh, so much Xbox news. Steel, did you see the new commercial? Yes. It's dope. Powerful powerful commercial but i you know what let me get into my likes and stuff because i got i got to give him credit i because if i don't i'm going to feel like a complete heel there is a specific part towards the end of the commercial where she's in front of two doors mm-hmm. and the door to her left she looks into and she sees a younger her sitting there with the with, with the like, like reddish pinkish hair Mm-hmm. And I didn't know, I didn't equate this, uh, you know, in, in, you know, at, at all. Uh, it was Hazador Gaming. Hazador, I love your brother. You're not following me. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not upset, but I'm shocked because you're amazing, and I always push your stuff. So show me a follow, brother. That would be super dope. He put out there um, that if you look very closely, he's playing an Xbox 360, and Call of Duty is on the screen. Mm-hmm. 
And that is dope. That's all I'm going to say. Great, great commercial, powerful imagery. Uh, I saw some people comparing it to like a Matrix kind of a feel to it. It did. It certainly did. Very, very well done. Shout out to Team Xbox that just continues to die. Think about this for a second. And this is no slander, steel. This is no disrespect to Sony. Spider-Man 2 releases tomorrow. I cannot wait to play. I am so out of my mind excited to play this game because I'm a Spider-Man stan. I make no apologies for it. Somniac and uh, that t- that t- Insomniac team and Ted Price, some of my favorite in the business. Sorry, I just I just love I love what they do over there. Mm-hmm. No one is even talking about it. People are talking about Xbox. People are talking about Phil Spencer. People are talking about ABK and Call of Duty. And it's crazy. That is how powerful Xbox has become, where even a AAA 90 meta game is not being talked about by major publications. And all you hear in the community is the talk of Xbox. Pretty crazy to me. But this Mm -hmm. is where, folks, you're going to see the turn of the tide. I'm telling you, they have market share leadership Today, October 19th, I am telling you, in 12 months' time, you're going to start to see the ship. They're going to start to lose their grip, and I can guarantee you you're going to see it by next holiday. When Call of Duty is in Game Pass, and that's on every Xbox being sold, whatever that may look like, you're going to see the normies move, turn the head from PlayStation to Xbox. Mark my words. Timestamp this. But. I do want to let me let me just catch up on the super chats, brother, and we will get into uh, the Phil Spencer comments. First of all, Jacob Novick dropped a very generous two dollar super chat and says, "I think Xbox already in talks to buy studios." Uh yes, that is a fact. Uh, phone calls have been made the minute this deal was signed, um, and and to be honest with you, the, I'm sure conversations were had even before the deal was signed to get ready. To make some acquisitions. I don't think they're announced until next year. January, I think we get um, four new acquisitions in studios. I think Crystal okay. D is one of them. I think Idos Montreal is another. Um, I don't know who else. I mean, you could pick whatever you want in there. Iowa Interactive is a possibility. Uh, there's quite a few studios. Um, Iron Galaxy, in, in, in my personal opinion, has already been purchased. Um, they announced a couple of months ago that they are working on a 10-year anniversary for Killer Instinct. They also said that they're going to be working on the brand for the next decade. Uh, That tells me, personally, that they are invested and that they are, in fact, going to be making Killer Instinct. Uh, Jess Corden did a story, which I was supposed to talk about at the beginning of the week, and it just got lost in translation. I'm going to talk about it tomorrow on Breakfast at Boom he seems to think that there's going to be a lot of big characters from ABK uh, as well as other studios making their appearance in this fighter. I'm, I love Killer Instinct. You, you know that already. Um, but Drawn TJ drops a $2 super chat and says, a mode in Call of Duty where Halo is in and vice is in it and vice versa. I mean, I could, I don't, why not? Why would they, why can't you tell Elseworld stories? They do it in comics. They could do it in video games. Uh, double X Wolverine double X drops a very generous two dollar super chat and says, I need Arbiter to return. Yes, we do. 
There's, I'd love to see a single player arbiter story. How dope would that be? Pretty freaking dope. Super. Uh, Drawn T J drops not one but two steel additional uh, super chats. The first one of five dollars. He says they need to make an engine like Forge for all I IPS uh, for uh, the gamers to make maps and stories. Um, I mean, I mean, yeah, I I, I see that's a that's a fantastic point. Forge is is something really special and and we're starting to see it i don't know uh, i don't think i have any footage here i got some forge maps that i played on that are just like on, on another level oh, nice. uh, yeah, yeah there's this one that seems to be like in japan it's a whole compound okay. uh and it's, it's all japanese inspired it's gorgeous uh, i i just i suck at the map because there's a lot of pitfalls where you fall into the water and die and i hate that mm-hmm. but it's real really good um his second super chat of two dollars says do spinoffs, but they need a story. Uh, they need co-op two people. Yeah, I, 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 th- I personally think, and again, this is just me. Um, I want them. If you want co-op, let that be your traditional Halo, whatever it's going to be next, your AAA Halo. I don't mm-hmm. want that for the for the story-driven stuff. I really, I just, I just don't. I, I want to okay. uh, take a like a buck, like a Halo Three OD, do a ODST scenario. And I mean, I, I I guess it's not it's not shouldn't be a big deal to have co-op, but I, mm-hmm. I I really like the idea of it just being single player, story driven and focused. That that's again that's me. Maybe I want to get some booze for that. That's fine. But I think that there's a world where you can have your multiplayer, you can have your co-op, your four player co-op, your traditional co-op in the big games. Let these stories be told through a single lens as a, well as a single player. That's just my take on it. Uh, Michael Mooney, what's up, Michael? How you doing, brother? He drops a very generous five pounds super chat and says, uh, "Why not just release Forge for campaign? They are working on that right now as we speak. Um, I think that they're gonna that is gonna come to Forge, and some single player content is gonna be told through the community. And if that's the case, I am there for it. Uh, I, I would love that. We have uh, Mark Man five. It's a very generous $5 super chat and says, with Spider-Man 2 and Mario getting 90s, do you feel Xbox needs better games, better quality? N- absolutely not. Um, Starfield should be a 90. We know why Starfield's not a 90, because there's a corrupt media that has a real hard-on for anything Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I'm going to tell you this right now. The current shitty media, and that's not everybody, Okay, I'm talking about the IGNs and the Kotaku's and the GameSpots that are like your effing inquirers that tell ridiculous stories. That is your gaming media. That's not every gaming media. Windows Central exists. BGC exists. There's many, many places where I get my news from that I trust and I appreciate the opinions that that they're not using hate mongering to sell their brand like we've just seen with IGN and GameSpot, who, by the way, put out 23 different tweets about how they gave Starfield a 7 because they're just pieces of it. PPOS, sorry, that's just what they are. Um, They will eventually bend the knee, and I'm telling you, I am telling you, watch how they, they, they review Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Mm-hmm. It is already a point and a half in the negative before the game is even out. It's going to be the wor- folks. 
I have I don't have a crystal ball here. I'm just a knucklehead podcaster. I am telling you, this is going to be the worst reviewed Call of Duty in a decade. Mark my words. Because Three? yeah, I think it is. Because, not not because oh, the games wow. suck. Not because the game's going to be phenomenal. I think it's going to be. The, I think it's going to be the worst reviewed from IGN, who came out and said. You know, consolidation is destroying the industry, and you know what? There's going to be ramifications uh, if uh, Bethesda games are exclusive. A seven is ramifications, folks. Sorry, that's just what it is. Um, but we'll see. They're eventually going to bend the knee because Microsoft is going to be so big, and they're going to put out so many bangers that just they're just going to have to. And, and and to be honest with you, I know they won't because they're the good guys. And this is where mm-hmm. I kind of I go off the path. Me personally. I would stop taking the calls of IGN because Microsoft does not need them. They're a big conglomerate, but they're also becoming very ir- irrelevant. Many of the, many many people in this chat, in this community, unsubscribed from them because of their ridiculous shenanigans. So, right. you know, I mean, listen, take it for what it's worth. Uh, we also have um, Spartan Ghost Seventeen drops a very generous two pounds super chat and says, "Hi guys, played Starfield and it was disappointing." Okay, I hear you. Listen, if it's not your bag, oh, wow. okay. you know, listen. Oh, That's fair. Doesn't make your point any, any any less valid. You think it's disappointing? Super cool. I get it. It's not for everybody. Uh, it's my game of the year. No surprise. Uh, it's probably it's, it's my it's one of my favorite games in 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 Bethesda as a whole. And the close second is Oblivion, which was always my favorite for decades. Uh, so if it's not your bag, yeah, I get it, brother. I appreciate the super chat and thank you so much for the honesty. You know, listen, um, there's a lot to play. You don't need to play Starfield. There's literally so much. So no harm, no foul there. Um, Steel, let's talk about Phil Spencer. Uh, this is, uh, uh, I didn't expect this, to be honest with you. Uh, I know a lot of people are, you know, are citing that it was a controlled environment. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, why should he go into the Shark Tank? Does does he have to swim with the sh- the Great Whites in order for it to be a relevant interview? Sure. Did, did he know the questions that were coming? Absolutely. Were they staged? No. Phil Spencer has never staged questions. I I don't know. Call me call me crazy. But just a a couple of months ago, or you know, in the middle of the year when Redfall came out and took a shit live on the air for everyone to hate on, he mm-hmm. went on kind of funny. And took all of the stones and arrows flinged at him. And it wasn't even his responsibility. It was Pete Hines that dropped the ball. But he Mm -hmm. took all the arrows for it because he is the head of Microsoft Game Studios. So my takeaway, at least for me, because my glass is always half full rather than being half empty, is that he told me as a fan of Long gone IPs like True Crime, like Crash, like Prototype, like Singularity. These are games that need to find their way into modern gaming. Mm-hmm. And he told us that he's going to take the time to introduce himself to all of these new teams, find out what they're interested in making and present a short list of games that they're considering bringing back and allow them to create the games that they want to create. Steel, to me, that is the mark of an incredible leader. Uh, Again, I'm not blowing smoke up his ass. 
but I'm big. I'm a big fan of him. I had the pleasure of meeting him last year, and he is who we thought he was—an absolute accommodating gentleman. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Let's get your hot take on this, man. Yeah, the Phil interview was extremely special to me because I feel like Phil continues to reiterate the type of person that he is, or at least to the community or the people that that are watching. Because there's time and time again in it, and look. I know these people work for big corporation. I know Phil's not my friend. I'm not looking for him to be. Um, but it is very apparent to me that he does care about the industry, that he cares about his job, that he wants to see uh, Xbox grow. Um, whether he, whether you want to say, oh, he's just doing that for Microsoft and he's doing it to save face and whatever, however you want to spin that needle, right? I'll leave that completely up to you. The fortunate thing for us, though, is that a lot of the things that are getting put into motion, um, especially with this Activision Blizzard deal coming in, is literally because of of him, right? Um, He's lit the path and showed that there is a different way to do business in the gaming industry there are more important things like he made the uh he made the point in an interview to say um you know my business is to give people access wherever you know wherever they want that access right to, to reach more gamers right to reach the three billion uh quote unquote that he even mentioned in an interview again that you know that's the goal right to reach people on their devices and he and he started when he, he started talking about mobile and I, i've seen people kind of standoffish about that as well and ladies and gentlemen i'm like i'm here to tell you as our technology becomes more advanced, it only makes sense. And again, I know everybody's not going to play this way, but it is not hard for me to fathom a future very soon, next 10 years, for an example, where you could take your phone, whether you're cloud gaming, whether it's native, whatever, it may be 1080p, where the new standard for 1080p is off of your phone, maybe hooked up to your TV. That's the way that you could play now with the controller connected, Bluetooth directly to your phone. You just pull out this $1,000 device. You're already paying top dollar for a lot of the devices that you have in your pocket, in your hand, that you buy for your relatives. And it's only going to become more advanced. Like we, we have to look at the market. We have to look at how AI is advancing things. Um, things like this exist cloud infrastructure exists maybe not for the reasons that a lot of us are understanding so far like oh i just access some service and oh if if i got good internet it works if it doesn't if i don't then oh i'm just out of luck and that doesn't seem very enticing and customer service friendly and doesn't make me want to jump into the ecosystem Eh, but it might if it's 15 18 bucks a month for the ultimate subscription of that service and you can literally have access to all of your content uh, no matter if you're on your phone laptop um, what system that you're on um, as long as it gives you access to xbox services you'll be put into that ecosystem and matter of fact um because the numbers of starfield came out this week and for game pass i think the numbers number one baby story (laughs) mainly because the numbers for Starfield tell a huge story for me because I feel like it proves a point. Time and time again, we also hear people say, oh, well, Game Pass is just a sinkhole of money. There's no first-party games that go in there and make any money. Um, there's, I don't get the business strategy of it. Uh, you know, you're, you're not supporting the devs, this, that, and the other thing. 
But then you have a game like Starfield that's released on multiple platforms. And sure, if you have it on Xbox, you can jump into the service and play it that way. You know what you can also do on Xbox? You can still buy the game. Indeed. That was was another no less. Exactly. And that was another Mm -hmm. point that Phil made during the interview, too, where he was just like, look, it's all about giving people the um the option right you can subscribe to game pass or you can buy your games it doesn't really matter to us how you access our ecosystem or how you enter the ecosystem as long as you're playing whatever games that you're looking for as long as you have that access and that's only going to become stronger over time internet's going to become better over time tech is going to become over time mind you as long as things don't get too crazy with some of the things that are happening across the world but if everything goes right as is intended there is such a valid future but also unproven future which is also why the activision blizzard deal uh activision blizzard king deal was important because activision was in a place where they needed help right and again you could say oh they could have dug themselves out of the hole they could have did whatever call of duty making this much sure you could justify all those things but like the saying goes you have to be willing to be bought to get bought right that's not like i know like a lot of times people like have this conversation their opposite side of the fence is oh well you just can't go and buy everything but that's not what happened that's not real that's not real life business that's if you're sitting in the classroom like i don't know lena khan and you are you are a professor and you're trying to equate real world economics with what you're trying to put on a paper which is why she failed and if you have that ideology you're going to fail in business Real business happens in the trenches. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it it really does. And especially I've seen, I saw a light on film and again, people can take this how they want, but me being somewhat aware of uh, psychology and, um, uh, and mannerisms and paying attention to how people speak. And again, he does have good training in that, but there's also, especially as, as I, cause I grew up in sales too, you can see telltale signs, no matter how good somebody is at something, whether they are really passionate about what they're talking about or not. Right. And a lot of what I've gotten from Phil has been extremely consistent since he, since we, he's very earnest in his answers. Exactly. And I feel like, again, this was another earnest conversation from him because it was like, you could, at least for me, I could feel like he, like he jumped over that hurdle. Like it was like a who, okay, boom, that's done. Now what? Right. And that's why, and that's why he wanted to make sure people know, Hey, I'm flying out to these places. I'm want to, I want to check in and see what's going on, especially off the heels of Redfall boom. Like why would, why else would he get on this Xbox podcast, say that, look, I'm going to these places. I want to know what these teams are doing. I want to make sure that they're working on something that is that, that they're passionate about. Um, of course, he's going to make sure that they're um, timely and that things are probably in line somewhat. Uh, because, again, he does have a business to run uh, at the end of the day that he is the head of. Uh, and I'm pretty sure he's also tired of taking lashes that aren't necessarily his to take. Right. So, um, again, he dropped a lot of powerful points uh another funny point for me that he dropped out there too is that um you know people think that he has training for the job that he has and he's like i don't i don't have the training i'm learning every day i'm like i'm familiar i'm just a passionate gamer who loves this industry and this i have these visions and again 
calling back to his team as like he always does and saying a lot of this wouldn't be possible um, without the people around me. It's not just me, you know, although I understand it comes back to me, but it's about the people that we put around us. It's about our vision. Everything's aligned. Uh, So I, I felt really, if anything, I've become to feel more confident with what the X, uh, the direction that Xbox is going, um, especially as someone that's been invested in their ecosystem since 2001, right? So, um, and been Microsoft, involved with Microsoft even before that. So, in this area, at least for my hobby, my passion, I, I, I'm not in a doom and gloom state. I don't feel like the industry is going to die when Xbox gets Creative Assembly or if Xbox gets WB or if Xbox gets Sega or like, I don't think that that's going to hurt anybody because the the point has been made. We are not here to exclude people though. Like it, and because when people keep talking, I've seen this is feel it's like, this is like the fourth time I've, I've seen him do it, heard him do it is when people say, Oh, that other platform where he exclusively makes sure to say when we're, Oh, you mean PlayStation, right? That's what we're talking about. That, because that's the other platform. Very pointed. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's for me, at least, as somebody who was in, who is like, I like that fire. I feel like that's the fire that he's displaying right there. Look, we're not here to play games. We got all, we had all this information that came out during these deals. You saw me in a suit and tie. Like, that's, <laughs> we got things. He, said done. he, had dig- he actually said, had me laughing because that, that would be the same to me. I'm always in jeans and a t shirt. That's just what I, I wore a uniform for 21 right. years. I ain't doing it anymore. He right. said, I had to dig to in the back of my closet to get the suit. I mean that's pretty cool, man. <laughs> he's the he is the six figure dude, maybe even more than that. Oh, nah, he's definitely making more than that. You sure. know what I'm saying? I mean, and definitely he just least. came out and said I had to dig in the back of my closet for the yeah. suit. Who freaking says that? Phil Spencer says yeah, that, and I think that's you, dope. You could tell the type of person he is, man. At, at least for me. And again, I'm I'm not here to idolize anybody. I'm not here to say, oh, you need to believe in the vision or believe where gaming is going. But again. There's been plenty of cries out about the physical thing. Things are moving more digital and we should continue to cry out and and speak out on things that we don't necessarily like. Uh, But I'm not myself finding too many negatives um, for the gaming industry in the current direction. And I feel uh, I'm not going to say proud. That's kind of weird. I don't work for Xbox. I don't work for Microsoft, but I do feel. As a fan, you have every right to be excited. You know what I'm saying? And and you see the vision. Look, I'm watching, you know, uh, Clobriel had put out a tweet thanking Phil Spencer for the um, shout out, the shout out, which I thought was pretty special. Uh, That's incredibly special. special. And what's interesting is uh, in this clip, uh, he has Xbox first party studios in 2017. And there is one, two, three, four, five, six. They had six studios in total, one of which was uh, global publishing. So technically five singular, singular, singularity uh, studios. But what he has, uh, one of the things that he said, and I think it kind of goes right on point to how you're saying he's a passionate guy. He's here for the long haul. He's mm-hmm. going to these teams. He wants to see what they want to work on. They do have a short list of games that they want to bring back. He said this, and shout out to everyone Saga who dropped this into the uh, into our DM for Primetime Gaming. And it's simplistic in its nature, but the substance is extremely powerful and mm-hmm. should be very telling for you as an Xbox fan. He says this, folks, I'm more excited about being here 
than I've ever been. He's yeah. been with the company 20 plus years, folks. Okay. He's been the head of Xbox since 2017. So I just want this to kind of sink in for a hot second. 2017, they had five named studios along with global publishing, right? Consider that a studio. Okay, fine. It's six. Six studios in 2017. This is one guy, mm-hmm. right? Now, I'm not saying he put everything on his back, but he saved the brand. People don't give him enough credit for that. Post E3 2018 to now, mm-hmm. they have a total of 34 name studios and 44 plus uh, studios, including support studios. Mm-hmm. That is a five-year block steal. Five years, he has quadrupled the, the, the content that they could potentially put out. It's crazy. But yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely the definition of insanity, man. Like it's at least the rate that that is moving at. And it, seemingly they've been they've been able to handle it. And again, not everybody's going to see it on. Um, not everybody's going to think that putting out all these different games and them not hitting the, I guess, the same marks that they see Sony hitting um, from a quality bar. That's that's not the point. There's supposed to be that variety there. Not everything yep. is going to hit. We live in a completely different era. Games are going to come and go. Again, Fortnite is starting to kind of trend off. Maybe it could be the end of what is expected of them. Again, it's still one. Of, it's still the strongest. Um ip for online gaming that we currently have in our space so it's not gonna go anywhere anytime soon but obviously things are moving and changing so uh it's i I like seeing the way things are playing out listen at the end of the day i say this as xbox fans you have to be enthralled with the direction of the brand Mm. we we see and, and this is the thing we i pulled a story originally because uh colt eastwood had put out a graphic Mm-hmm. Uh, which is incredibly telling. And I love Colton. Colton's a good friend of mine, great friend of the community, uh, where it was on the left-hand side, 19 uh, first-party games versus what Sony is doing, and it's nine. And most mm-hmm. of those games are uh, gas games and games that are unproven that are probably most of them are going to fail. Spider-Man was one of them. That comes out tomorrow. Uh, and we're going to talk about that specifically Tomorrow on Breakfast at Boom, the roadmap. You cannot say with confidence that Sony has you covered for the next three to four years. Hell, you don't even know what's coming out next year. Then next year could very well be what we saw in 2023. And if you are if you're signing off on that, then you need to be removed as leader because that's that's crummy. I'm sorry, that that's not a roadmap. That's garbage. Uh, right. and, and Microsoft was called out for it in 2022, and rightfully so, because they had a terrible, absolutely abysmal 2022. And Phil Spencer knows it because he talks about it all the time. He doesn't shy away from it. Yeah, we sucked. We had everything delayed. That That's such, such is life. But look mm-hmm. where they are today. That's all I can say. Look, this has been a great, solid 60-plus minute Amazing. show. Uh, thank you so much for checking us out. Uh, Steele, let me catch up on these last couple of Super Chats that Let's we got here. It. Then we'll get everyone out of here and you can enjoy the rest of your day. But don't forget tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'll be sitting down with the with the guys from Breakfast at Boom. And we have a lot to get into. A lot of really we got some original content that we're going to talk about. And some, of course, 
you know, current news that has made this way this week. Mario Wonder is out tomorrow. Spider-Man is out tomorrow. Sonic mm -hmm. came out this week. Sonic is amazing. It's probably the best Sonic in years. Halo Infinite uh, got its season five drop this week. Mm -hmm. It's just, man, it's just gaming. Man, hashtag gaming. What could you say? Uh, we have, let's see. Um, Drawn TJ dropped an additional, very generous uh, $2 super chat and says, bring, bring back Blur and Prototype and True Crime. And I know he said he wrote here Blue, but I being I know he's a driving blur, fanatic. Yeah. He meant Blur and Blur is dope. I actually, I sanction that. Uh, and uh, Double X Wolverine, Double X drops an additional, very generous two super chat and says walmart will be downsizing their game sections yeah unfortunately they've already said they're gonna they stop carrying uh, uh physical games and you know people like nuke nukem are probably dying inside but i i just i just think that there's a there's a world where i still buy i buy all of my switch games physical i, I just do uh because i don't trust nintendo to you know make everything backwards compatible which i think the next switch will be but I still, but you know, to be fair, hope so. If you, if you ever had to sell your games, and I don't, thankfully, I'm I'm okay. I'm financially okay. But if I ever had to sell my games, I at Those least make the, the money back because Switch holds yeah. their value. <laughs> For sure. Um, Steel. Let's talk about living split screen. Ooh. Each and every Saturday, 10 a.m. with Pong Soul, the, your brother from another. Talk about it. Where can people subscribe? Continue to help you guys grow. Hit that two, three K. Hopefully, you can get. By the end of 2023, you hit one. Well, you hit 1K with me live on the air. One of Absolutely. my prouder moments in, in in podcasting because you know it's all Appreciate about helping that. others. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what we love doing here. Sell the brand. Where can people subscribe to your YouTube channel? And more importantly, reach out to you on social media. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the beautiful people, I want to thank you for coming out, checking out us right here on X Vlog Live. Hopefully, we gave you some content that really kind of inspired some thought. Um, we got you excited for what's going on. Uh, but every Saturday morning, I am a co-host of a uh, platform known as Living Split Screen, non-console centric. Uh, we talk about everything going on within the gaming industry. Um, again, we take that RTS approach as real-time strategy. For those familiar, you pull yourself out of the world, you look at the darker crevices of the map, you pull the resources together so you can build up your own foundation. Um, but our focus is reaching those 3 billion gamers that Phil Spencer always talks about. So come check us out there. Uh, usually do about three to five hours worth of content there um just because we just love talking about what's going on and we come from so many different angles get the chat involved um we we just love the community and the way they get involved so um it's always a great time to be there but yeah check us out every saturday 9 a.m central 10 a.m eastern and 3 p.m uk time that's living split screen and you can find me steel rain uh that t is a seven everywhere google is probably the easiest place um all my information comes up that way um but xbox is the main ecosystem it works so well in tandem between the console and the pc um and my phone actually which is it's, it's just a blessing man i i couldn't imagine that we were going to be here 10 years ago and it's it's and i'm the and i'm one of the probably younger ones in the generation right so um nonetheless thank you guys for coming out stay safe out there have a fantastic rest of your work week if that's what you got going on and much energy to you appreciate you much love yes absolutely real quick uh sin in the chat welcome brother nice to see you as always uh he says revive bizarre creations and then give them a go at forza no no this is what i say you Ooh. keep motorsport you keep horizon and you bring back project gotham as a third one 
by mm. Bizarre Creations, recreated, re-put together, potentially mm -hmm. some... I mean, I mean, listen, it's Why just not? a dream. Who knows? <laughs> but listen, I want to just say this. Thank you so much for all the Super Chats, all the channel memberships. They do allow for us to do the big giveaways. We do have another $500 giveaway coming up in the Ooh. first week of November. That is Mrs. Boom's birthday bash. Her birthday, you guys and gals get the prizes. And, of course, the one big one, we'll do a lot of advertising the, mi the minute December starts because we want everyone to be there. Mrs. Boom and I, and this is on her request. She said last year we gave away 1000 She says, Craig, can we do better this year? And I mm. said, well, let's look at the finances. And we both came to the, uh, the, the, the determination that because the world kind of sucks right now, mm -hmm. people might be in need of a little extra help. So what we're doing to give back to the community that consistently gives so much to us, we are so blessed. It's crazy. We are giving away in two hours the most we've ever given away at any one time. And that is $1,500 worth of gift cards for the nice. sixth annual Christmas with Mr. and Mrs. Boomstick. Uh, we're giving away 10 $100 gift cards, and we're giving away two grand prizes of $250 gift cards times two. That's your $1,500. Nice. And here's the other kicker, and I, don't, I haven't seen any other people do this. If you are someone that lives outside of the Americas, let's say, for instance, you live in South Africa. Let's say, for instance, you live on the other side of the pond in London. We will, in fact, honor your prize winning by sending you the money via only PayPal. You, just dope. because you live outside the states, uh, you know, doesn't it's not fair not to support you when you support us. So if you are outside of the country and you can't get your standard GameStop gift card or your, you know, uh, your PSN or your Nintendo Switch or whatever. Uh, and I said GameStop. Let me let me just scratch that. No GameStop. It's three <laughs> platforms. You'd get it to. We'd get it for Xbox. You get it for PlayStation, or you get it for Nintendo. Do with do with the gift card as you will. We just want to make sure that everyone that supports the channel, even if you're outside of the Americas, that we support you in turn. And we will, in fact, pay all transfer fees and all denomination differences. So if you like, for instance, you're in the UK and your money is worth a little bit more, we will, of course, uh, you know. We, we, you you pay for nothing. We pay for everything. Super you won. Dope. You won. Uh, but with that said, folks, I'm going to close out the show with something that's incredibly important to me. Hopefully, one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he would say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you. You're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of X-Vlog Live.